0: What's going on, my fellow Wisconsinites? And to all around the world who don't call this great cold state home, welcome back to another very special episode of the John B. Journey Radio Show. This episode is actually a throwback and a welcome return of Buxology. A podcast that I started with my brother Eric Sapnew four years ago in the city of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, me and Eric share an extreme, extreme fandom of the NBA team, the Milwaukee Bucks. And four years ago, we decided to start a podcast about it. Now, the podcast didn't last too long, and we'll cover that in this episode. Uh, but uh, obviously, our brotherhood and our extreme fandom for the team did last through these four years, and the Bucks are in the midst of a historically great season. So we thought there was no better time than now to bring it back, to bring back Bucksology. We actually recorded this, this podcast on the Sunday morning. Of All Star Weekend, so about a month ago. But in this podcast, you'll hear our thoughts on the Bucks so far this year from the first half. And since it was the All Star Weekend, we share some thoughts on the Bucks con- contestants in the All Star Weekend. But definitely, we had to start off the podcast by going back to our. First episode, four years ago. What a throwback! It's funny because the podcast four years ago had better quality. We had almost studio, uh, studio quality mics, and we start by talking about a story from a Bucks player named John Henson. He was traded last year, uh, but it was a story from when John Henson was. Racially profiled at a jewelry store. So we pick it up there. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let me say this. John Henson did the right thing and called them out. He did. Yeah, you know? I would do, I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. Nobody deserves to be racially profiled like that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of bogus, man. Honestly, what makes me sad is that I grew up in that neighborhood. Like, around that neighborhood kind of... Whitefish Bay, they call it White Folks Bay, but I lived in Glendale, which is little, a little bit further down. But it was still in that area, and it was kind of disappointing for me to to that to hear that not only were people racially profiling, but they didn't know who Milwaukee Bucks players were. Come on, man! Like, if you saw John Henson, wouldn't you be going nuts? Like,
1: well, they'll know who John Henson is after this
0: podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> This is exactly
1: why we're doing this, John. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely.
0: But yo, big shout out to John Henson. I think uh he did the right thing. And what's crazy to me is he made world news, like world star for real. Like he was on CNN, ESPN, I saw him on all the major news
1: outlets, right? Yeah, he was um debated skipping uh Stephen A debated about it. Right? Um what else? He was on World World Star Hip Hop. Yeah, probably, <laughs> man. And, <laughs>
0: The thing is, Milwaukee usually doesn't get media like that. <laughs> so.
1: It was a uh, good publicity or bad publicity is good publicity, right, John? There you go. Yeah, that's but, that's a
0: good way to put it.
1: It's all right though. Hopefully, John, uh, stay up. Big season, hopefully. You know, though, I'm sure they'll know who you are after the season. You just signed 45 million dollars, dude. He there just wanted go. to buy his Rolex. That's what I'm saying. He said, he, I, "I, I." The cops asked him, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just trying to buy my first Rolex." That's I'm right. Like, Damn. You
0: know what, John? If this show ever gets big, <laughs> we're buying you a Rolex. That's a guarantee. Uh, Hopefully, you can exchange. It for a two. <laughs> buying you a Rolex. That's a guarantee. Hopefully, you can exchange. It for a two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If this show ever gets big, John, we're buying John Henson a Rolex. That was three years ago. So what do you think? Did we get big?
0: Four years ago, bro. Four years ago. Four
2: years? Oh, my God. Yes, that was 2016. Wow. So, wow, we were pioneers in the podcast game. <laughs> <laughs> definitely many... definitely pioneers. Now everybody's coming. How many episodes? Us. Right, right. How many episodes did we last?
0: Two. Two solid. Two episodes? Two episodes. That was it? Yep. Yeah.
2: What, what happened, John? So do you want to share with the audience uh, why we only lasted two episodes?
0: I think we'll have two interesting perspectives on what happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> but definitely, okay, so the, what year is this? 2016? Yeah, four years ago. So 2016. We're both living in Chicago, and we we both got big dreams. You know what I'm saying? Young, young kids, young 20-year-olds with big dreams to make it big know, provide some good lives for our future families, not have to work at our dumb jobs, right? Right, right. So, first episode we do it, it's pretty good. Uh, I think we we had, like, we, we made a Facebook for it and everything. Like, we, we took it pretty, we made it pretty legit. Um, we we're
2: spreading it around Buck's Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> People from Buck's Twitter were listening to it. They were giving us compliments on it. Oh
0: my God. Yeah, so <laughs> it was everywhere. Second episode, okay, we're doing it. You know, it's it's the, it was still pretty good. Still a good episode. But I think whenever you try to do something new, the first two weeks are the easiest. Would you agree?
2: Right, because there's excitement to it, something new, something fresh.
0: Yeah, something fresh. Out. Then week three came. Disaster!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember this day too,
2: so you can go ahead. Go no, no, you no, remember. You remember. remember. So I remember it was like a Saturday afternoon, or no, not a Saturday. Yeah, it was like a no, 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 no. It was like an evening on a weekday. So complete opposite of a Saturday afternoon. It was a weekday evening. um We were drinking. We were hanging <laughs> out. We we're talking about the podcast. We were ready to get started. And then I don't know what happened. Maybe you had a bad day at work, but you're stressed out and we just kind of had a little blow up. I didn't know if we were just a little tipsy or not, but you were just saying how I wasn't putting enough effort into this. You had, like you said, the big dreams of this podcast, you know, this could actually uh, not supplement your job, but supplant it. Um, You wanted, you know, this to be big and I wasn't giving the effort. I just wanted this as a you know kind of as a hobby, so our goals didn't align, and from there, you know, we uh we had a little fight. Yeah, I got podcast
0: mad. <laughs> I got pissed. Ended.
2: Right, podcast ended, and then that was it.
0: Uh, no, the, the podcast, didn't, the podcast went on. I carried. Oh, yeah. it, I, I had a solo career. For a good, maybe twelve other episodes before right, I. Right. Let, you had
2: twelve episodes.
0: Yeah, I think so, something like that. Yeah.
2: Just you talking to yourself, or did you have guests, or what?
0: Um, I might have had one guest, but I think it was. It was mainly just me by myself. In episode three, I I literally talked about what happened. <laughs> <One of> the, <laughs> in the title, it says "Where'd Eric Go." <laughs> <laughs> Um so yeah I think uh
2: funny.
0: uh definitely anyways. uh in in that time I I can say I was young and uh my eyes were bigger than my stomach you know what I'm saying I was trying to, trying to take over the world
2: right right um uh, one step at a time and um but anyways um long story short yes John and I got in a fight but um we're still best friends. We're still brothers, of course. Uh, and we just wanted to give our fans, if if we still any left, a little special edition Bucksology podcast. Since a lot has changed over the last four years with our Milwaukee Bucks, um, a lot of big things have happened. Um, a lot of big things have changed between me and John as well. Um, so we just wanted to give you guys an update on everything that's been going on, and hopefully, you guys uh, enjoy this podcast.
0: So yes, like welcome that? back. <laughs> Four years later to boxology.
2: Boxology. What the study of the box.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> still got it too.
2: Still got it too. We still got that chemistry. We still got that chemistry. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so um we're gonna come back to this uh to, to our podcast again, our old podcast. But first right. Let's just get a let's just get a quick overview. It's uh, been the 2019-2020 season. The Bucks currently sit at 46 and 8. Is that correct? That sounds about right. I think that's right. Yeah, oh, that's we're right. we're killing it basically. Number 1 in the league based on record.
2: And and number 1 in pretty much every advanced metrics possible. We are number or besides offense we're, we have the number 2 offensive rated team. Number one defensive rating. Um, you're the best player in the NBA. We Ooh. have, I would say, a top 20 player um, in the current NBA season right now. We got some young pieces. Um, it's very bright. It's very – we have a very uh, high expectations for this team, I would say.
0: Tell us more about that, Eric. What What are your expectations for the team based on the first half?
2: Um. I think anything less than a championship um, would be a disappointment. We wow. are on pace for a historically great season, I would say. Um, so I think we're still on pace for 70 wins. And what, there's only been three teams or two other teams who ever done that before? Yep. Um, teams were um, NBA champions. So anything short of a championship, I would say, would be catastrophic, especially with the impending free agency of Giannis. Um, a lot is going to be riding on this playoffs so, mm. hopefully we can take this momentum we've carried on in the first half of the season, carry on to the second half, and hopefully eventual um n b a champions that's what i'm expecting um and I'd honestly be completely devastated of anything else
0: <laughs> yeah no, knowing you and your emotional roller coaster ass i I'm sure we <laughs> have a lot of tears if we if we don't make the championship or don't win the championship um so interestingly, talking about the uh, the historic season. I read an article on 538 recently. Did you see that one about the numbers that we're putting up?
2: No, you should have sent it to me. Sent it to me. <laughs>
0: All right, I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, basically, it was talking about how regular season numbers aren't as important. Um, but just overall, I really want to h- hear, do you believe that this Milwaukee Bucks team is on par With the seventy-three win Warriors team, did they have? They didn't have Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, that was the pre. Yeah, that was the year before Kevin Durant. Okay, so that's fireball throwing Steph Curry, unanimous MVP Steph Curry. Yep. And the Michael Jordan led, Scottie Pippen, seventy-two Bulls team. You think we're on the same level, talent wise, just like as a team, of those two other teams?
2: Um, I don't think so. No. Warriors were just coming off a championship already. They were a proven team. They had their two other stars. They have Klay Thompson, Draymond, um, Defensive Player of the Year. And then, of course, Michael Jordan, the GOAT. So I wouldn't say we're on pace. But I think the reason why um, people like or myself or other folks is just because, you know, first, obviously, a small market. not a lot, We don't get a lot of attention. And we're just not proven yet. We lost in the Eastern Conference Finals last year um, in four straight games after not even dropping two in a row in the whole season. Um, So there's a lot the Bucs need to prove, but I think think we do have what it takes um, as far as um, being just as great as those teams. You know, obviously the Warriors didn't win that. They won 73 games, but they didn't end up winning the championship either. So I think we can be on par with them when we look back in history. But as of right now, there are obviously um, skeptics just because we haven't been there yet. So hopefully, okay. it all changes after this season, um, go- going into next season. But let's see. But yeah, I think that's the reason why um, there's people like myself or um, outsiders who are probably skeptical on the Bucs.
0: Okay. Well, then let's let's look on the what positive. Let's look on the positive side. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do we think are reasons? That the Bucks could be as good as those teams. Like, what have they shown so far this this season that that um proves to us as huge Bucks fans that we can win the championship? And yeah, I'll go first. I'll go mm-hmm. first. Uh I think one of the most eye-popping numbers to me is the Bucks uh like rating with Giannis off the floor. Yeah. It's like with Giannis off the floor, it's still one of like the top 10 in the league. I think it's number, I think
2: it's number two, honestly. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, I think we're right there. Let me look it up. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, yeah. Uh, That's, that's what I think is is the craziest thing is to me, Giannis is the clear MVP, clear MVP. Maybe I I can make a case for LeBron, um, especially depending on how the second half of the season goes. Um, that's kind of more you know, emotional, obviously, with Kobe and the Lakers. Um, but I think Giannis, it, it's his MVP to lose. And for the rest of the team to still play at a high level without Giannis on the floor, man, that's 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 really big. That's really big for the Bucks, And that's credit to Coach. Yep. Coach Budenholzer, hope you remember me, bro, from that time we met. <laughs> In, uh, in the New York Delta Sky Club. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, definitely that's, that's credit to him because he gives the rest of the team confidence every game by playing Giannis the same amount of minutes. And he's like, I think I just read he's 94th, 94th in the league in minutes per game. So he's letting Giannis rest, which is amazing for us long term. And it's giving the young guys confidence that, like, yeah, we can beat pretty much anybody in the NBA without Giannis. You know, like, we just lost to the Pacers for, I think, our second loss in the last 10 games or whatever. But that was our first loss the team had without Giannis in three or four games. Um, And we almost came back to win that game. So, yeah, I think with the way the team is constructed – um, first of all, I love that <clears throat> around the league, everybody's saying, you need two stars, you need two stars, duos. I think, first of all, that we have a second star in Chris Middleton. I have a hot take about him later. Okay. But secondly, I kind of like that our team is a little old school, built the way in the sense that we have like one key dude and just a, an awesome team around him to support. Going to the championship.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. Um. Was that it?
0: Yeah, that's it.
2: You had a little brain fart there.
0: No, that's it. Period. What do you think?
2: No, I uh, completely agree. Um, what was your question again?
0: <laughs> what What you, has you the Bucks along. done you so far <laughs> Uh, that has, that makes you think that we can win the championship? What's the positive side? What, how can we prove the wrong? Um,
2: well, I think the big thing is this is year two under Bud, right? This is year two go. under Bud and his system. Um, everyone's comfortable. We we obviously haven't been to a championship before, but we've been tested in the playoffs. We know what it what we need to do to get over that hump. Um, I think Giannis was a little bit exposed last year. Um, as far as the double teaming and finding the open man from there and making decisions on our end, um, or making the right decisions from there. But I think he's been able to combat that a little bit as far as, you know, improving his three point percentage, being able to be a respectable um, spot of three point shooter, yep. which I think is huge, but that's probably not going to be the biggest determinant if we're going to get over the hump, which I will talk about in a bit, um, but yeah, overall i we've all been there before um Chris Middleton is having the best year of his career, you know, obviously, after signing that huge contract um a, a lot of guys um aren't as good or don't play as hard anymore just because you know they're they're already financially secured, but chris middleton um has proven all that wrong. he's having the best career of his or best season of his career yeah. um averaging what twenty twenty five points i think per thirty six. Um which is why I, like I said in the beginning he's having a top twenty nBA season right now playing awesome defense playing great team ball um mm-hmm. a lot of, so a lot of times back in twenty sixteen when he first had his pockets I was probably one probably wasn't the biggest chris middleton fan putting up those contested contested two um two pointers um, yep. taking tough shots um and I probably wanted him traded but like ever since then. Um, under bud he's been great you know taking those high percentage shots or what the analysts would say um, so overall he's been great so i think just as far as Giannis taking another step in his game which is crazy already since he already won the mvp last year chris middleton having um a huge season um
0: 40 50 90
2: yep 40 also. 50 90 um, with Bud Budenholzer, second year under Budenholzer. We have re- really great veteran pieces. George Hill, George Hill, he's injured right now, but he was ha- he's having a great season, shooting 50% from three. Um, Number one hopefully- shooter
0: in the league, three-point shooter in the league.
2: Yep, yep. And if he can continue that in the playoffs when he gets back and gets um, when he's healthy, that's going to be huge. We got one of the best all-time shooters in Kyle Korver. I'm not sure how many times they are going to be able to play him in the playoffs or how many minutes he'll be able to play, but I think that's um, a huge piece, at least for um, shorts sprints.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Marvin Williams, we just picked him up. Um, he had a good game um, the last game before the offside break, and I think he's going to be a huge piece, especially when those minutes when Giannis sits. Um, he'll be taking up probably mostly Ersan's minutes. Um, and, you know, obviously Ersan, he's a great player. You know, he's an all-time buck, I would say, but he has slow feet and not really that great defensively on one-on-one, and people will, will pick on him. So I think with Marvin Williams, um, he's a little bit better defensively. Um, I think we'd be able to survive those nine Giannis minutes in the playoffs or at least fair, have a better chance of faring against uh, more elite teams. <clears throat> but anyways, just a combination of all that, I think we have what it takes. It's just really just showing it and just doing it. Um, what do you think, John?
0: For sure. No, that's that's 100% it. Uh, we, we really don't know anything until the playoffs. Um, I think we already – uh, clinch the spot, right? Already clinched our uh, playoff spot.
2: No, I think maybe we're like our magic number is like maybe three or four, but I think we're up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a lot of game. A lot of games left to win or to win uh, for us to clinch the playoffs. Safe yeah. to
0: say, John. Yes, we are going to be in the playoffs <laughs> for sure. So everything, the rest of the season almost doesn't matter until then. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. like securing the number one seed. Is probably huge for us, especially because it would be our first time in the finals. So right. that one extra home game, you know, I can right. see being a huge swing game. Although last year having an extra home game didn't really help, you know, in that Eastern Conference Finals. So, um, but having
2: home court advantage, I think, is still going to be huge. Um, obviously, we want to play in our 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 brand new stadium since our last podcast. Fine Pfizer, we're sold out. I think we've sold sold out every single game in the Pfizer arena. Twenty five and three. Um I at home, I think we obviously want that home court advantage. Um any advantage we can get in the playoffs, I think we're gonna want. So definitely play for that number one seed, not just in the Eastern Conference, but overall. I, it looks like the Lakers are what, four and a half games back from us. So we're still gonna have to play. We still have a lot of games to win um but yeah we're definitely on that pace to have home court advantage throughout
0: the playoffs so which will be huge for us uh let's let's talk about more more things of bucks in the news uh you were mentioning that Obama had a conversation with uh Giannis can you tell us more about that
2: yeah I was um so obviously right now it's all-star weekend and I was seeing on Twitter that Barack Obama held a fireside chat um, for his foundation that was moderated by Michael Wilbon. Um, But it was a chat between Obama, Giannis, Kevin Love, and Chris Paul. So only clips have been um, being shared on the internet. So I haven't been able to watch the whole chat. So hopefully they are able to um, post that somewhere on YouTube or something like that. But, yeah, it was it's pretty crazy looking back from four years ago or when thinking about Giannis or from our last podcast, how far he's come. He's on this stage. Could you have seen that? Um, yeah, probably not, no.
0: No, but right? You like, how it's,
2: on. Yeah, you could just see how crazy it's been now, like over these last four years, the send of Giannis being like a global superstar and his stories being shared, which is, I think, a part of why um, based on the clips I was re- or watching, which is on that chat with Obama, just sharing how he's um, his life story, um, the impact he's made, and what he's doing for his community. So it was pretty interesting. Um, one really cool tidbit, one of the clips showed Chris Paul um, talking about Giannis and how when they play with each other or play against each other, they don't dap it up, they don't talk on the court. Um, they don't really know anything about each other. They both have the same mindset of just, you know, going at each other and winning the game. So Chris Paul said he was really interested in talking to Giannis and hearing um, his story and what he has to say off the court, um, which is pretty cool. You know, I have never really seen that kind of, uh, um, I guess, interaction with other NBA superstars with Giannis. So it's pretty interesting that... Um, respect. NBA, yeah, res- yeah, Giannis has the respect. Um, re- well, Giannis has come a long way. Um, since his, you know, first all-star appearance when he was just, like, shy. He was shy. I remember, yeah, he was shy in his all-star appearance and now being, you know, center of attention, being the captain. And it's, it's great. It's going a long
0: way. So it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool to see. Definitely. Uh, and then also in the news, definitely just – it's been all-star weekend. So that's really all the news so far. And uh, We had two competitors – in uh, challenges last night, yeah, competitors, bro. We in Milwaukee, man. We gotta, we gotta have that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. Chris Middleton, the skills challenge. Oh my god. Pat yes. in the dunk contest. How'd we do?
2: Uh, overall, I think it was a respectable showing from our uh, Bucks players. Uh, Chris Middleton made it to the second round. I actually thought he was gonna had a really great chance of winning it, but of course, yep. in Chris Middleton fashion, he has that loose dribble and he kind of outran his dribble.
0: Uh, <laughs> that was so embarrassing. He lost,
2: <laughs> yeah, he lost, and of course, it's in the skills challenge. In <laughs> skills, um, but that didn't cost. The thing is, that didn't cost him the, ga- the, uh, the, the game or the competition. Huh. He still was able to catch up. He had three shots to make the three point a three-pointer but he missed them all and he got hootie loses without sabonis right sabonis which is also embarrassing yeah so overall that, that wasn't a great showing from chris but i thought pat pat Connaughton, shout out pat um he made it he made up for it with a very respectable showing i would and probably what a lot of people are saying is the greatest slam dunk uh, contest ever yeah um, shout out to aaron gordon and Derek Jones Jr. That was pretty th- crazy to watch yesterday, um, but yeah, Pat Connaughton. No one, obviously, being a white guy, no one gave him um, a chance to win the competition. I didn't give him a chance. They just said, "Oh yeah, he's a 44 inch vert. Just watch out. He's got something nice to show us." But um, I, overall, I thought he had a really great showing. He had two two great dunks. One, he jumped over the MVP of the MLB two seasons ago, Christian Yelich. That was a pretty sick uh-huh. dunk. I thought he probably deserved a higher uh, score than that. Um, then for his second dunk, he jumped over Giannis, and from the initial reaction, it didn't look that great. He, just jumped, he essentially did the same dunk um, with his first dunk. when he just Instead of jumping over Yelich, he jumped over Giannis. But then in slow motion, or the replay in slow motion, he actually hit the backboard first and then dunked the basketball, which was pretty crazy to see, and that takes a lot of – body control um to make that dunk so in the replay it was a lot more
0: um was so a lot I'm... cooler
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the word i'm looking for it's a lot it was a lot more uh uh difficult i guess you could say to watch <laughs> or in the replay all right john make sure you cut that <laughs>
0: Nah, man. We still flowing. We flowing with it. But yo, you know what? I was so (laughs) tight last night. I was pissed. You gonna ask Melanie and Matthew. I was yelling um, for the dunk contest. I thought Connaughton got snubbed. Connaughton should have been in the finals. Now, I'm not going to say that Derrick Jones Jr. didn't put on a show and he didn't have some crazy dunks, Mm -hmm. but I don't think Derrick Jones Jr. should have made the finals.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, or it should have been a lot closer than what it was. What it was, judges, and it was only obviously- one
0: point away. You know who screwed us? I texted you actually. I texted you last night. Oh, it Dwayne was- Wade. Wade. Yeah, Dwayne screwed Wade everyone over, and I know, I know for a fact that that was home team. You know, like home team. Bias. Yes. Yeah. Bias. No. There you go. Home team bias. Yeah.
2: No, clearly There was a.
0: He sure, yeah. missed his first dunk and then made the second one, and it was cool. But then yeah. Pat Connaughton, and maybe you didn't catch this, Eric, but he came out and the white men can't jump. Get up. Did you oh, notice that?
2: Yeah, I noticed that the Bucks had a little uh, preview before bu- the uh, the dunk contest um, with Giannis, Chris, and then Marcus Johnson. Um, talking about meeting someone to dunk or something, and then Pat content shows up in his white man can't jump, get up. Which yeah. is kind of cool, because Marcus Johnson was in the original movie, so that's kind of cool.
0: But yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, I I haven't actually watched the movie. I, think I, I watch remember it watching it, too, it but... like,
0: a long time ago. I remember the beginning of it, but I don't remember what happens at the end. Yeah, but,
2: but guess, anyway... Yeah, Marcus Johnson was in then... it. But yeah,
0: go ahead. Come on, man. That's like That's like a cool little, you know, it's like creative... Show, Show of, uh, with the donkey. Like, right. Derek Jones Jr. had like a cake. He just had a cake and then he blew it, it out. Was his and birthday. Then...
2: I think it was his birthday.
0: <laughs> that, that was lame. Yeah, that was lame. Also, when Aaron Gordon brought out three random girls to be dancing behind him while he was dunking, that was, was funny. Dwight yeah, Howard was... pulling on the Superman cape, lame. I mean... Well, that was cool, though. That was Kobe. cool, though. The little Course. Kobe tribute. Yeah. Shout out to Kobe. Anybody could have done the Kobe tribute. And what? They would have got a 50? Like, come on. He,
2: he got... Did he get a 50 for it? He got a 50, right? He did, a
0: 50. He did get a 50.
2: Okay. So, this but, is where... Yeah, that's where it gets a little, like, fishy. There's too much sub, subjectiveness.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm tired for Is that a word? Is that a word?
2: <laughs> Subjectivity. <Yeah>. Subjectivity.
0: Oh, <laughs> Come on, bro. We feel, you know, it's okay. They understand. They get it.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm still tight, man. I'm still tight. I, I want to see what Pat had. I think he could have had some other dunks and I think he probably would have lost to Aaron Gordon. But another reason why I'm tight about the dunk contest is the format. Like they should have had, I'm pissed that Aaron Gordon lost. He should have won. Like at the end of four, he had all fifties, all his dunks were phenomenal compared to derrick jones jr right anyways so i'm i'm kind of tight about the dunk contest it was a cool show but i'm tight especially about d wade already seeing that derrick jones jr had a 46 and giving right. and giving up pat one point less so that he would be underneath him that's that's right. what i'm tight most about
2: right so that's there was a little conspiracy afterwards um, I don't know if it was Common or Candace Parker, but after Aaron Gordon had his dunk, um, to those who didn't watch Aaron Gordon's final dunk, he was that he jumped over Taco Falls.
0: Taco yeah. Falls
2: is what? seven five, 7'5", seven, seven, yeah. Yeah, and he had no idea that, obviously, they weren't expecting to go to double overtime or whatever or to a second sudden death round. And I think everyone started cheering about – started cheering Taco, and Taco – came out afterwards and said this was not planned. Um, he was actually terrified for his life because Aaron <laughs> was going to jump over him. But he yeah. cleared, him, cleared yeah. him, made the dunk, and it was a wrap. That was like he jumped over a man who was 7'5", which is crazy enough. Um, but yeah, so after that, the judges looked at each other apparently and said, all right, it's a tie. Um, we can't award a winner or whatever. And they were going to go into it saying, All right, we're going to give him a 48 or whatever Derek Jones scored. Um, but then some person, they said, um, didn't follow suit. And that some person obviously was Dwayne Wade um, knocking it off and giving Aaron Jones a nine. So I think he had a score of what, 46 or something? Something ridiculous. Aaron Gordon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he, he had works. a 40, and he needed a 48, I guess, to tie.
2: Yeah, it was just ridiculous. And um, afterwards, um, at the press or afterwards, Aaron Gordon said it's a wrap for the dunk contest. He feels that he should have had two trophies. Um, and yep. Now, so which I agree with him. I can obviously understand that. And you got to reward the man. He had five five fifties before that, and that and his last up was probably his most impressive. So. Shout out to Aaron Gordon. I think we all know he's a true champion, slam dunk champion. Um, Yeah, it was a very interesting dunk contest or one of the very entertaining one, to
0: say the least. Definitely. All right, let's move on, Eric. What do you think? Feeling good?
2: I'm feeling good. This is awesome. I think we might have to bring this back more often.
0: (laughs) Me too. Me too. All right. Really awesome. We'll